welcome to Champagne and Lobster. I'm your host, Donna French of Donna Knows Good Food. Today we are spending a few minutes picking the brains of Barbecue Pitmasters Lance Kirkpatrick and Ash Falk of Hill Country Hospitality. Hey guys. Hey. Hey, good afternoon. Okay, great. So if you could just tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, Lance, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Oh, I can go first, no problem. All right. Hit it. Uh, sure. I've been cooking barbecue, I guess, for about 17, 18 years now. Uh, all Texas style barbecue uh, here in Central Texas started out in February of 2001. And um, then I guess back in, uh, shoot, I guess around, uh, well, December of 2011, we started this new place in Austin. So kind of brought the small town barbecue that we were doing out in Taylor and, and we kind of brought that into the city to Austin and been doing it for about six years here. So. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I came a little later to the game of barbecue. I've been working in it for about ten years now, mm-hmm. and I was uh, in California and I drove across the United States and I started eating all this great barbecue uh, throughout Texas and Kansas, and I just fell in love with it. And I was doing uh, more traditional restaurants and. You know, for my birthday, I'd always make everybody go out to barbecue. I'd make everybody go to fried chicken. And, you know, where I'm cooking foie gras in the restaurant, all I really wanted to eat was barbecue. And uh, Hill Country had an opportunity where they said, hey, you want to come um, work with us? And I was like, you mean I get to cook briskets every day? Absolutely. So uh, that's when I got, I sort of caught the bug of barbecue. So I'm still a baby. I'm still a barbecue baby. But, um, I'm learning my way pretty fast here as best as I can. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, I was wondering, because both of you have, like, unique routes to how you got into the barbecue business, but I was wondering why barbecue, but that makes a lot of sense. And, like, what makes you not a, a barbecue baby? How long do you have to be in the barbecue business? To make- <laughs> I don't know, Lance. What do, you, what do you think? 20 years? I think 20 years is good, right? Oh, uh, if that's the benchmark, I'm still getting there, I guess. So, yeah, I'm at about 17 or 18 years now, so. That's hilarious. Okay, Ash, now, you, you're known as being, like, a self-taught locavore. What exactly does that oh. Oh, so you Googled me. Um, I am, uh, yeah, so uh, I didn't go to college or anything. I, I sort of grew up in California where, you know, my first restaurant, we literally had uh, a market right outside the back door that I would just like walk, open the door and be like, hey, give me some melons, you know, and the lady would be right there and like hand me melons. Um, and so I really learned from this chef who was very California driven and it was like, if, it, if it's not growing, we're not serving it. Um, and so I really learned a lot. Uh, from them, and and that actually harkens back sort of to barbecue. Is that you know barbecue is really focused on its regionality, right? You know you can't you 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 use the wood that grows near the barbecue pit. You don't you know get your wood shipped from you know Thailand. You use the wood that you got near you, like in Texas and Central Texas. You use post oak because that's what's growing there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really like once I got kind of involved in the barbecue scene, it really like spoke to all of my other culinary sensibilities. Okay, got you. Well, that's dope. I, um, now, Lance, is it true that you spend about six days a week working on perfecting barbecue? <laughs> well, yeah, we are. We, we're open six days a week, so. That's a lot. Like, do you, okay, so, like, what's a typical day? Is that, are you working, like, sun up to sundown, or, like, what's that for six days? Well, our, our pits here at Style Switch run 24 hours a day, starting on Monday afternoon. Uh, the way it kind of runs is we're closed on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first pits will be lit. The first fires will get lit at 3 in the afternoon on Monday, mm-hmm. sometimes a little earlier. And then uh, the briskets are loaded up for Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's kind of when the, the brisket pits will get lit first like that. 
And we've got five different pitmasters here working right now. Okay. Uh, when we when we started, uh, you know, six years ago, it was just me. And uh, we've kind of built it as we've gone along um, to what we're doing now. So the way it kind of runs is uh, they'll be starting to cook all day. And then we have a pitmaster. Sometimes it's me right now. It's Bill Dumas, uh, one of our other pitmasters here, running the midnight shift. So they'll come in between 11 and 12 o'clock midnight, and they'll stay on through the morning, adding in the different you know protein items as they're needed to go on trying to time everything for him to come off before the opening time at 11 o'clock so so now from both of you what is like what does the perfect barbecue entail like what's that well that's so subjective to each person's taste you know and again like ash said even for each person's region um you know there's certain criteria that a good barbecue is going to kind of follow you know Mm -hmm. of course it wants to be you know, a well-cooked piece of barbecue wants to be tender. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're talking to, to myself and to Ash about Texas barbecue, a lot of times that means no sauce. Okay. So um, the sauce is generally served on the side for Texas-style barbecue. And you're looking for different tells. If you're just going to look at it, you can look for stuff like a smoke ring, a good definite color. And the smoke ring is just something that happens that, you know, the meat chemicals turn at, at different temperatures that they've set in the pit. Um yeah, so a lot of what we do is a lot by feel and by look and by smell. Mm-hmm. As you're cooking it, you have different things that you're looking for. You want that brisket to soften up, mm-hmm. you know, using your hands to feel of it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, getting a good feel for the temperature that way. Um, you want it to, to, to kind of have more give than bounce when you go to push on it. You know, you push, we use your thumb, index finger, you know, just um, those are some things that you can visibly look for for good barbecue, I guess. And you know, I tell everyone, you know, generally the best barbecue you're going to have is the one you're sitting in front of your friends and family and enjoying. It sounds kind of, it sounds kind of corny. It's kind of a cheesy way out of a tough question, but it, you know, um, it's also subjective. There's, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into this, and, and uh, um, you know, shoot, there's just a different criteria for different judges on on that. You know, what makes it what makes one better than the other. I've personally tried to lose words like better from my vocabulary. It's kind of hard to do in this industry, but right. Yeah, um, no, Cause everybody wants to say they have the best barbecue. So sure. And I like to use a word like favorite, you know, we, we, oh, we yeah. feel like we're, we're a lot of folks favorite barbecue. And that's not to say that the, that the old guys, you know, out in Lockhart or, or, or Luling and some of the old timers that built this industry for us, you know, theirs may not fit the taste buds of somebody that's been eating this craft barbecue in Austin, you know, this, this kind of resurgence of, of barbecue that we're seeing right now in the city, you know, it's all done a little different. It all tastes a little different to each diner. Um, one may be a little bit more smoky, you know, and one might, might finish it with a little less smoke and more d- attention to the spices and attention to the sauces and stuff. So. Okay. okay. Now, well, with Ash at Hill Country, they do serve some of their barbecues with sauces, right? So is that like to appeal to other like people that do like sauce on their their barbecue? Well, we we have sauce on the table, okay. um, and then we have uh, we have a, our chicken. We like the sauce because uh, I don't know. I just kind of like the way it glazes up a little bit, which is you know sacrilege in uh, in some places, but. Yeah. Uh, I just like the way it tastes. I mean, and that's, you know, just to echo Lance, that's exactly what it is. It's like, if it doesn't taste good in front of you, like, then, then it's not for you, you know? Like, that's really the most important thing is taste. And if you like the way it tastes and you like the texture and you like the smoke, then eat it and enjoy it, you know? I mean, that's the thing about barbecue. It's for everybody, you know? It's a very, gotcha. you know, wide, yeah. 
That's dope. Now, okay, outside of barbecue, what do you guys eat? What sort do you order at your favorite restaurant? I eat a lot of barbecue. I'll tell you what. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, I mean, I like everything, you know, I mean, I, I live in New York City, so I'm I'm always ending up, you know, last night I ended up at a Jamaican, you know, four-course dinner, which was pretty awesome. Ooh, nice. uh, but they actually had a lot of market, uh, a place called Dimes, okay. downtown, it was a fundraiser for East New York Farms, so, which is a local farm that I support, so. Yeah, no, I love, I love local eats, um, D.C. is like, no, well, we're located in D.C., so as you know, you'll be here soon. Um, but it's, yeah, everyone is eating local. It's like the new trend right now. Yeah. Um, so, okay. What about you, Lance? Um, what are you eating? Oh, you know, there's a lot of great Tex-Mex here, you know, uh, so I've got a few favorites and then, you know, I've got friends with restaurants in town. Whenever, um, friends want me to take them to restaurants, I've got some, some go-to places around town. Like my friend Callie Spear has Holy Roller downtown. It's a lot of fun. It's kind of a brunch driven menu. That's a lot of fun. Any time of the day. Um, you know, hey, just, you also know Evan Leroy, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah he's friends he's with Evan. Us up here. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I knew there was a connection there, Ashley. Because yeah. one of his good friends, Christopher McGee, is now a pitmaster for us here at Style Switch. So yeah. there's a, it's a pretty not, you know tight knit you know yeah. at least mm-hmm. everyone's connected in one way or another. So okay, so okay, so and you the, guys are spending uh, a lot of time in the kitchen. What are like some? What's like your theme song when you're prepping barbecue? Like when you're thinking of like. This is going to be the barbecue that's going to change lives today. What's what's the theme song in the back of your head? Are you talking to me? Or Both at? of you. Both. Uh, you know, it's, uh, music plays a big part in what we do here. We always got a, you know, a speaker playing in the pit room or anything. You know, um, I'm kind of silly, and I can't believe I'm even going to admit to this, but I've always had this, like, theme song in my head when I'm really crushing things and things are going my way, and you've really got a groove going, and I'm doing Mama Said Knock You Out, LL Cool J. I know it's old school, but I keep, it It always comes up, and I'm just, you know, don't you dare stay. I just start rapping it in my head while I'm cooking. I know it's terrible. <laughs> I know it's hilarious, and I can't believe I'm even sharing that with you people. No, that's so. great. I'm one of the greatest pioneers of the rap game, so that's that's wonderful. That's funny. Well, you know, I have a friend that I've done some cooking with, and he actually has a place in Berlin right now called Nino's Barbecue in, in the city, and uh, we actually did a rap together. He's a rapper, uh, Nino Brandy in Germany, and uh, we did a rap. We did a barbecue rap set to Paul Revere uh, Beastie Boys, so it's oh, pretty nice. cool, too. That's pretty cool. Okay, wait. Do you have a do you have a little freestyle you can do for us? Oh man, you know I knew you were gonna ask as soon as I started talking about it. I knew I shouldn't have said anything about it. It, it. Some of it went a little something like, "We looked for six months and we found the spot. The beat was bumping, the vibe was hot. This guy kept staring like he wanted some cues, so we fired up Megatron and we offered him a brew." <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe I just did that. Love oh, that's it. amazing. Well, it's on, it's on record now. Yes. Yeah, well, it's on YouTube. You can find it, but I'm not going to tell you what the search is. That's hilarious. Love that. Okay, shouts out to YouTube. You got to check that out, folks. But, um, okay, so go ahead. Um, oh, Ash, tell, tell what's your um, what's your theme song? Oh, we just do everything in absolute silence. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I actually, I've, I've been into the, we've been listening to a lot of uh, drifters right now in our kitchen, and like old school Motown, I don't know why, but that's 
what we've been listening to a lot of too. Like, uh, I wish it would rain and stay in my corner by the Dells, and we've just been like, for some reason, that's the theme right now in our pits. I mean, it changes, you know, we go through phases. There was a, a long time where we were just like pretty hardcore uh, Drake fans back there, which was an education uh, for me. But. Yeah, I have a young, I have a younger cook that's into that, and he, we, you know, it kind of changes to whoever's doing the heavy lifting. Yeah, that exactly, shift yeah. And the pit room gets to run the iPad, and uh, so yeah. They give me a hard time when I'm on the overnight cook. It's nothing but Nico Case, and if you're yeah, out of exactly. Nico Case, and it, but it's a great vibe in a pit room at night. She's real mellow, and she's got the voice of an angel, and it's just like that yeah. kind of slower, steady stuff. But yeah, so it, it, it changes a lot. It changes a lot. Sure. Who's cooking the queue? Because whoever's cooking the queue in, in our place, you know, that's right. who gets to choose the music. So we do the same thing. Bill Dumas is here. You're going to hear some Mississippi blues or some, you know. Dwight Yoakam or something like that. <laughs> okay, so now we like that's that's really cool. I love that you have like this variety and this range of music. Now, in addition to what you mentioned, like some of the people that are keeping you company in the kitchen because you're making barbecue all day. Who are some like shout outs to some of the people that are you know keeping you company while you're making barbecue? Oh uh, well, yeah. I mean, if I could go first, you know, we've we've built a staff here in the pit room. You know, like I said, there's five pitmasters. Um, Andy Stapp was my first guy that I hired mm -hmm. uh, to help me out on the pits. And then as the business grew, we needed another, and we hired from within. Uh, there was a kitchen guy that we hired named Alan Michael Jackson, and then uh, went with him for a couple of years. Uh, he's still on staff. They both are. And then we hired Bill Dumas about two and a half years ago, and then we added Christopher McGee last year as the pitmaster. And then... My right hand, my kitchen guy and my kitchen manager is Wancho Gonzalez Diaz, and he's a one of a kind. He's, uh, you know, Wancho's the man. He he keeps the groceries coming with the with the kitchen orders, and he makes all the sides. And he runs my kitchen staff that uh, from from prep guys to the to the dish pit, you know. So the five of us pitmasters and Wancho, we pretty much pretty much have it nailed down back here. That's amazing, because you run, like, a huge op operation out of there. Now, what about you? Well, we do. You, who's keeping you company while you're, you know, looking at you? Well, in New York, you know, we got Akeem Watson up here. We got, uh, uh, who's been working for us for about five years now. We've got uh, Kareem McCray, who's sort of a new kid that came on board from uh, East New York. Uh, and he was, like, just had a passion for it. I mean, we get a lot of people in New York that, get the barbecue bug and, and come and mm -hmm. say, please let us cook barbecue. Um, right now we've got, uh, our, our chef of cuisine down there's, um, Vanessa and she's been killing it, which is great to have a woman in barbecue. I love it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we just, I mean, we have a huge, we have two giant restaurants in two cities. So we have a lot of people back there. Now, what do you like, what do you guys look for? Like when you're picking like these, these people to actually come on, like what, what does, what does that passion have to be? What, uh, like what levels? You have to show. I mean, it has to be high because, you know, you're, it takes so much. I look for, like, patience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I look for, you know, just a really, like, it's all about a really positive attitude because, you know, teaching barbecue is really about internally being, like, at peace. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about mm -hmm. running around like crazy, throwing stuff. You know, it's not old school kitchen. It's like you have to plan. You have to be super methodical. You have to be super, like, you know, on top of all of these things that go over a huge amount of time, you know, whereas when in a traditional kitchen, you're cooking a, a piece of salmon, you throw it on the thing on the 
you know, in the pan, you cook it, you're done in two minutes. The barbecue, you've got hours and hours and hours that need your complete attention at every moment. You know, your temperature drops for too long. You gotta, you gotta not ever let that happen, you know? So I look for people that have that kind of methodical, patient, calm, nice attitudes. Okay. Okay. What about you? Yeah. No, um, Ash said that great. You know, it does take a lot of patience and, and I love, I love the way he said it all, you know, um, in fact, um, I teach, I, I'm a student of the Tao. I read the Tao Te Ching daily, and uh, my, all of my pitmasters have a copy of it now. So, and it's a, it, it, it's a philosophy of patience, you know, and um, so, yeah, it, it, you know, it, I hired Andy as my first helper down here. I, I got out of barbecue for a minute and had a place for about a year and a half. Andy helped me run that. He had never cooked barbecue before, but I knew that he could because I like the way he operated in a kitchen, you know, yeah. and uh, and he took right to it. Um, but yeah, it, it takes it takes a lot of patience, and it, and it does, and it takes you got to really want to do this to come up here at midnight and cook barbecue for nine or ten hours, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's um, you know what just keeps you got to have they just got to be invested in it, you know. There's a trust that we have. There's this whole contract we have between cook and diner, mm-hmm. you know, and I want somebody to take that serious, you know. I um. Yeah. So yeah, you know. I got you patience. I love it. Um, because yeah, barbecue does take a long time. Now, talking to your eighteen-year-old self, what would you tell yourself about um, about what advice would you give yourself um about going into this business? Oh shoot, <laughs> my eighteen-year-old self. Was... <laughs> oh, yeah. um, that's tough. <laughs> I mean, just life lessons, just. What would you give your 18-year-old self? What advice? I, I would tell my 18-year-old self, I would say, uh, shout less, listen more. Mm-hmm. Probably. There was a lot of shouting in my early years. Okay, great. What about you, Lance? When I was 18, I wouldn't have paid any attention anyway. Uh, <laughs> I had That's just, uh, you know, I've, I've been in the food and beverage industry about that long. You know, I... I uh, graduated high school and chased a girl that went to college and moved up to this area from a smaller town. And uh, I just started waiting tables and tending bar and then finally went back into the kitchen and started doing some cooking. Mm-hmm. I might have told myself to go back, go straight to the kitchen and leave the servers alone. <laughs> you know, skip, yeah. skip, skip the front of the house and go straight to the back. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's funny. You, you hear people say, you know, if I had it all to do over again, I wouldn't change a thing. I just saw a Todd Snyder concert Wednesday night, and one of his famous lines is, if I had to do it all over again, I'd change every single thing, or something like that. So, yeah. That's um, hilarious. I love it. Well, right. you know, that wasn't that long ago. You, um, <laughs> cause I'm, you're all close to 18, right? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, right right next to it. <laughs> no, um, Tell it to my knees. Yeah, no, well, now that you've been working in the business, like I know this is like your passion. This is what you do. If you weren't working in barbecue, is there anything else that you would be doing? Um, I don't know. I mean, I really like it. I, I probably write. I like writing. Okay. I'm, not very, I'm just not very good at it, so. <laughs> you know. I, like oh. I like I like what it looks like. But. Uh, I like I like the idea of sitting in at a typewriter and writing the great American novel, but I can't really spell or. <laughs> so I'm cooking barbecue. That's hilarious. Let me give away your age if you just said typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Lance? Oh, I I really couldn't imagine myself doing anything else right now, to be honest. You know, if I wouldn't cook in this, I would be 
probably cooking something else. Um, you know, I just feel like this time through, it's my thing. I, I feel like I'm most comfortable cooking or serving someone. You know, and that's the cool thing about this industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it helps you stay in service of others. And I just I just feel like it's my thing to do. I couldn't imagine doing, you know, anything else. What would you, What else would you be cooking besides barbecue? You know, the one thing I really enjoyed one time, I was a breakfast cook for two years and, and in, a, in a little bit. And I really enjoy the energy of a restaurant at breakfast. Yeah. There's something about the energy in, in, in a restaurant at breakfast time that's really cool. And uh, that was that was a lot of fun. That was a, that was a big fun job. Yeah. I had a big 36 uh, inch flat top and about an eight or 10 burner stove. And I'd have everything going from three or four egg pans and on one side and making pancakes on the other. It was pretty cool. Yeah, breakfast is one of my favorite meals of the day. But um, speaking of, you guys are going to be coming up here soon to D.C. Yeah, so we're, uh, so we invited Lance, Hill Country D.C. invited Lance up to uh, come uh, give a talk sort of about the barbecue and where it's going, where it's been. Um, you know, kind of what the scene is like in Austin, just to sort of like take a little bit of Texas and bring it up to uh, D.C. I mean, at, at Hill Country, we like to like talk a lot about Texas because that's really what we're all about. We're all about celebrating what's going on in Texas barbecue. Like right now, we're doing a big sausage of the month, and we've got um, Micklethwaite uh, barbecue. We've got City barbecue, or uh, Southside uh, coming up. Um, Cadillac barbecue, all these guys sort of send their sausage to us and we're selling it over the next couple of months. And then sort of at the end of that, we've got uh, Styles and Switch coming. They're going to bring us up some sausage and we're going to smoke and give everyone a chance to, you know, listen and, and hear and talk a lot about barbecue uh, with Lance. Yeah, that's, this sounds awesome. Now, this is a part of the podcast where we kind of like share anything else that's coming up that, we, you know, people should hear about, um, whether it be in Texas, New York, D.C., wherever. What's going on with the businesses? You know, anybody that asks, I'm going to tell them. We're opening our second location coming up this year. So, awesome. Yeah, we're, uh, there's a community called Dripping Springs that's just south and west of Austin that's growing really big right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a large uh, restaurant planned for that uh, space, for that uh, coming up. But they're saying March right now, but uh, I feel like it might be a little bit like more like April or May, but but yeah, and it's going to be um, kind of an evolution of what we've been doing along with a, a chef friend of ours uh, named Todd Duplachon is going to be involved on this project. and We're going to take kind of a, a Cajun uh, turn on the menu uh, for a dinner menu. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be, a, we don't have a full bar here, so this is going to be a full bar and a private event room and patio and the, you know, the whole thing. Wonderful. Okay. What about you? Ask anything else with Hill Country? I love Hill Country, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I mean, we're doing like a big chili cook-off next month in February. We've got, like I said, sausage of the month this month. Um, you know, we've got, uh, again, Styles and Switch coming up uh, to D.C. They're going to come to New York, swing by here, and do a little pit master dinner for us up here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've got, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, then March, of course, is Texas Independence Day, which we do a big giant party for. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of a lot of exciting stuff coming. We're not opening a new restaurant though. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. That's real awesome. Well, shouts out to Texas and Texas barbecue. Love it. Oh yeah. Um, so how we close every podcast for Champagne and Lobster is I used to write this post on my site, um, 
called John and Otuku. I used to write this post called Etiquette Tuesday, and it was a weekly rant about different etiquette tips that I felt like people needed to hear, and it's not the traditional stuff, like not about where you put your forks and your knives and all that stuff on the table. It is a real life rant. So this is the point where I want to ask you guys to share your etiquette tip. Um, I would say maybe uh, actually say you're welcome, don't just nod. Okay. And it's kind of a weird little pet peeve of mine where I like, I can say, you know, when you hold the door and I hold the door for somebody, they say, thank you. I go, you're welcome. And they look at me like I'm crazy. But, you know, I think it's a good to acknowledge that exactly. sort of thing. Yeah. Not like, oh, <laughs> like, thank you. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, actually say something. I totally agree with that. I can't stand that. That's annoying. Because it's like, you can speak up. Say, say, you're, thank you. You know, well, you're welcome. Like, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, hey, we can, we connected. Exactly. That's one thing that I love the elevator. Like I love to go in an elevator mm-hmm. and face the back. Yes, you know? oh yes. I've, I've done that. <laughs> That's supposed. It's like a weird. Like they teach you that in psychology that it's like a um, it's like an abnormal, you know, human behavior. So like people are weird that but way. But everyone like looks up from their phone for a moment, like good morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> what? <laughs> Disconnected with humanity. It's uh, but you know I live in the biggest rat race in the world. So. Okay, great. What about you, Lance? Well, I'll keep it in the restaurant industry. You know, one of my biggest pet peeves in, in, in an etiquette kind of thing is if a, if you are eating some of the barbecue and you're already at the table, it's counter service, and you're done, and you're not happy with your food. Let someone know while you're still there instead of going away and being mad about it. We're 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 here to make folks happy. We want you to enjoy what you're eating, and nothing gets me more upset than somebody saying, "Man, I was over at your place last week, and it just." seems subpar or this or that and i'm like did you let somebody know so we could get you a better piece you know because that happens sometimes yeah you know and uh oh no but you know what he probably told 10 other people the same story that he was (laughs) at my place last week and it wasn't no good well walk back up to the counter and get a better piece you know and that's one of my biggest pet peeves is if you're not if you're not uh enjoying it let somebody know and we'll fix it while you're there don't go away from the place and then complain about it so exactly don't talk about people behind their back <laughs> in their face. Love right. it. Well, thank you guys for both joining me on Champagne and Lobster. Looking forward to seeing you guys in a couple of weeks. All right. Well, Thanks, thank guys. you for having me. Thank we you really so much. It. Appreciate it. All right.